If one of the many apocalyptic scenarios come true and humanity is wiped out completely, a black box will tell whoever comes after us about what has led to that scary day. The 33-foot-long vault in a remote part of western Tasmania is supposed to document all the mistakes humanity has made that led to an apocalypse. The artists, architects, and researchers behind the Earth's black box hope that the art installation made of thick reinforced steel will withstand fire, water, and any other natural disasters, except probably for total planetary destruction. Just like the black box you can find in planes, this time capsule is supposed to help the next civilization do better and avoid the probable sad and tragic fate of our humanity. The project is fully non-commercial and has an important message. The box will be full of storage drives and have access to the internet. Solar panels on the roof will power it, and batteries will take care of backup power storage. Whenever the sun's out, the black box will be updating itself with new scientific data. A special algorithm will sort it only to save the information relevant to the project. It will be measurements of land and sea temperatures, ocean acidification, species extinction, land use changes, as well as data on human population and energy consumption. The second type of data for the box will be newspaper headlines, social media posts, and news from the key global events focusing on the environment. The creators of the box decided to encode and store data for it in several formats, including binary code. The instructions on how to retrieve all that priceless knowledge would be etched into the outside of the box. Some of the big brains involved in the project are afraid that this could inspire some curious bad guys to break into the box long before it's time to do it. The solar-powered hard drive will have enough space to collect data over 50 years. Even the most pessimistic scientific models don't predict the end of the world any sooner anyway. It might even take centuries before the worst happens. The idea of a box that would record everything that happened before an accident in aviation was born in the middle of the 20th century. Back then, the world's first jetliner, de Havilland's Comet, crashed seven times over two years, taking the lives of 110 people. The Department of Civil Aviation in Australia wanted to find the possible cause of all these crashes. One of these experts was Dr. David Warren, a chemist specializing in aviation fuels. He realized that there was simply not enough data to make any conclusions. There was no one to tell what had really happened before the crash. He remembered seeing a dictaphone that recorded sound on steel wire at a trade fair. Soon, Dr. Warren wrote a memo to his manager offering to design a voice recorder to follow what was going on in the cockpit. It would also record flight data and be stored in a crash-proof container. Flying wasn't a huge thing in Australia back then, so the manager didn't appreciate the idea. Dr. Warren then started working on a prototype in his own garage. He showed the ready device to the secretary of the British Air Registration Board when he was in Australia. He absolutely loved the idea, so later, Dr. Warren got a whole team to help him develop a pre-production prototype. The correct way to call his invention is actually not black box, but flight data recorder. 
and it's orange, not black. We probably call it black because those gadgets get charred black after a crash. Or maybe because the first boxes were painted that color to prevent reflection. Or because that's the general name scientists use for devices with in and output of data with complex internal workings. So, the flight data recorder consists of two parts. The data recorder and the cockpit voice recorder. Historically, they were two boxes, but now they're just two cylinders. The data recorder keeps track of such important flight data as engine exhaust, temperature, fuel flow, aircraft velocity, altitude, and rate of descent. The second part records sound in the cockpit to analyze communication with air traffic control in case of an accident. The device only records data for up to two hours and then overwrites the previous sounds. Sometimes, the two parts are combined and they look like a box. The devices record data and voices from the cockpit, but they are actually located in the tail end of the aircraft, where the structure of the plane will protect them best in case of a crash. The black box has a locator beacon, which is activated when water gets on it, but it will send out a pulse for 30 days. Search parties use the bright orange color of the recorder as a visual beacon. Sometimes it takes a long time to find the box, and in some cases, they don't find it at all. Long before the first plane was invented, there was an original black box of planetary meaning, the ancient library of Alexandria. Back in the ancient days, people in places like Egypt, Mesopotamia, and Greece were no strangers to libraries and archives. But these early institutions were more about preserving local traditions and heritage. The whole concept of a universal library only became a thing when the Greeks started thinking big. They were so impressed by what their neighbors in Egypt were doing that they arranged expeditions to acquire knowledge. Alexander the Great, the king of Macedonia, seeing that hunger for knowledge required his companions, generals, and scholars to report to him in detail on regions that were previously unmapped. It helped collect plenty of information on geography and contributed to the creation of a great library. Most of the information it had was written in Greek. It had the books of Aristotle as part of the whole corpus of Greek literature. Some sources say that in the hunt for new books, the library's founders would stop every ship sailing into the harbor of Alexandria. If they found books, they would take them to the library. If they decided it was valuable, they'd make a quick copy and return it to the owner with some compensation, leaving the original at the library. Another story tells us that Ptolemy III, grandson of the founder of the library, offered the governors of Athens a huge compensation to copy the original texts of the greatest poets. He then kept the originals and sent them back copies. Once the Roman Empire arrived, they burnt all that knowledge, not thinking that it might lead to their own collapse. There was no easy way of spreading information across the world, so one source had most of the knowledge humanity had accumulated by then. The great minds of those times didn't just fill it with knowledge, but also made important connections, trying to make the best use of that information. If the library of Alexandria hadn't burnt, we could have gotten some priceless knowledge about the people who had lived before the current era. Some scientists believe that big data could have saved the Vikings that had settled in Greenland many centuries ago, 
It might have also helped the Easter Island civilization to identify and address problems caused by volcanic activity, latitude, and rainfall patterns, and restore soil fertility. They say that a typical person living today is exposed to as much data in one day as someone in the 15th century would learn in their entire lifetime. And there's a theory that every papyrus scroll on the whole Library of Alexandria could probably fit onto an ordinary flash drive you have in your pocket. There's so much big data generated every day that it might do us more harm than good because of a huge information overload. We're moving towards a global civilization, so if all that knowledge disappears, we lose not one empire, but the entire world. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.